Today's episode of If These Ovaries Could Talk is brought to you by Beauty by Design. Robin is so excited to have them so on board. So excited, so is Jamie. <laughs> Hi. Hi, guys. Welcome to If These Ovaries Could Talk. That's Jamie. And and that's Robin over there. I didn't even threw you with it, didn't I? <laughs> like I was trying to mix it We're up. We're throwing each other left and right here. Look at us. Oh, literally. Gosh. Literally. This is Not season literally. three shenanigans. <laughs> So sad. <laughs> we need better shenanigans. Let's get shenanigans. What are you talking about? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? What are we talking about? Um, I am talking about. We have a big announcement. We do. Should, can I do drum roll on the table? I don't know. Is that going to screw? Can you guys hear that? Okay. I'm For our live show, we are announcing the guest June 10th at the WNYC, the Green For Space. the month of Pride. Yes. Our guest is. Stand-up comic from HBO's crashing from I don't know every show ever imagined. She's like huge. She's, She's amazing. Is Jessica Curson? Jessica Curson. Mother Jessica motherfucking Curson. She's going to be on stage with us, and it's no big deal, Jamie. By the way, what did you know that in the you know in the podcast mixtape series? I don't know. Alec Baldwin's also in that. You know? That's pretty awesome. You know, Alec and I we we're like friends. You know, like Alec, and then no, like for real, we're you like friends. Not. Yeah, are you, are you serious? <laughs> well, like when I say friends, I mean like you ran into him his at a dog daughter run? goes to dance class where my daughter goes to dance class, and we were at the recital together, and we were like chatting it up. You and Alec, me and Alec, and his wife Hilaria. They're so nice. Anyway, we're basically anyway. on stage with Alec Baldwin and Jessica. Curzon. I mean, they're not gonna. I mean, he's be in April, there. and we're in June tenth. Listen, Jessica Curzon is gonna be there with us. Get your tickets mm-hmm. at. Green Space, G-R-E-E-N-E. There's an E on the end org, uh-huh. And then just to like go to their events tab and then scroll down to June 10th. And that's where we'll be. That's where, Well, we won't <laughs> actually be there, but get um, Yeah, get your tickets. Um, make this something special you do for the month of Pride. I mean, like if you're planning on coming to New York City for Pride, get come tickets. that week. Yep. And it's World Pride the whole us. month of June. Yeah. <laughs> we ask so much we of our really listeners. Do. I don't know why they still like us. I know. Well, that's, that's because to of be our guests. debated. I, it's not about us. They're like, shot up, get the guest in. Could It could be for our uh, recurring segment, Tiff and Carissa. Oh my God. What Tiff are they talking Carissa. about this week, Jamie? So they have a story about um, getting their sperm shipped to the office. <laughs> to the office. Because they can't get packages <laughs> shipped to home. It's, it's actually amazing. really funny. It's a really good clip. That's I was cracking up, walking down the street. Oh, I'm yeah so stick around for that it's funny we also have something really special that when we got it in the email Mm -hmm. i was like in the email email, i was like robin we got to share this because it was so heartfelt Mm -hmm. and sweet we what do you tell people what it is jamie yeah i'm gonna tell them we have a voice memo from a listener who just reached out to us just izzy from the uk izzy hey izzy shout out to izzy thank you for the Lovely. Wait, I think I shed it. a tear. Let's yeah. Play it. Yeah. And you guys will all shed tears too. I'm not you're crying. You're crying. You're overhyping. <laughs> all right, here we go. Hi, Jamie and Robin. It's Izzy here, all the way from London in the UK. Um, I wanted to make a little voice memo just to say thank you to you guys for your amazing podcast. Um, I discovered it probably like maybe two or three months ago and I've listened to pretty much every episode now. Um, I'm gay. I'm 27. I'm in a relationship, um, but we are not at the point where we're ready to have children. But... I certainly am at a point in my life where I've been able to recognize that that is something that I want for the future. And I realized I didn't know anyone in my life who was gay and had 
done what you guys have done, which is to make a family. And and it had this really profound impact on me to realize that that was what I was missing. And it's been so wonderful. And it's, I think, psychologically very healing to create a little world for myself where the family that I want to create with my partner is normal. Um, and that's what you guys have given to me. That was delightful. That was, that was really, delightful, I know, really right? sweet. I mean, I, I just, thanks, it's, Izzy. Yeah, I, and thanks just for sharing. That was just, it's nice to know that, you know, we're resonating and, but just community is mm-hmm. being made. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Mm-hmm. So Robin, we got to tell them who we have coming on, mm-hmm. but our guest today is actually from a listener. We got oh, right. Right. Yeah. She, if she recommended us, Angela Costantini actually reached out. I know. Thank you, Angela. Told us that we need to interview Molly. And Molly is a financial advisor and she is going to talk about how to get that cash, yo, for your LGBTQ <laughs> All family. about the money. It's a little stressful. I'm not going to lie. It's a little bit stressful. Not Molly, but just the idea of having to save just, that money. Yes. She's going to have some tips and tricks. Let's, let's yeah. get her in here. Molly. We all need tips and tricks. Come here, Molly. That sounds like you. Let's <laughs> leave Molly alone. <laughs> We had a, a, a listener write into us and say, you guys need to talk about financial planning for the gays. Like you got to make, and, and they were like, and we have this wonderful person named Molly. And I was like, okay. Okay. And we were like, you're booking our show. Thank you. Thank you so much. And also, cause I haven't done any financial planning. Who's shocked by this? I mean, nobody, obviously. Do you think we're going to let Molly talk this episode? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are doing so great Molly's stuff. A, <laughs> so Molly's a financial advisor in Cincinnati. And also a member of our tribe. And we're thrilled to have you here. Welcome, Thank Molly. You. Thanks for having me. So, you know, like you, just because you're like good with the money doesn't mean you get to escape the elevator question. Right. It's a little bit of a different story, I guess. But I uh, was getting married to a man. And Uh-oh. yeah. And uh, <laughs> my maid of honor is now oh. my current, current wife. What? Yes. And what? my ex-husband is now married uh, to his husband. What? Kind of Grace and Frankie, but not, but kind of. Will and Grace. Yes. I guess. Yeah. That's exactly. a, wow, that's juicy, Molly. I know, I know. Yeah. Was that a was that a bad breakup or since everybody was gay, it was sort of just like, yeah. we gave it a go. No, we're all friends still. We all, we talk, probably my, me and my oh. ex-husband talk probably once a month. He's a good guy. That's sweet. Yeah, he's happy. I'm happy. You know, it's, it's Did great. you have any period of time where there was like you were attracted to him? Am I allowed to talk about this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, the reason well, I- Well, they got married. Well, I got married yeah, but, to him because you know. A, he's a great guy. B, yeah. he was, I was attracted to him. And C, it thought it was the right thing to do in our parents' eyes. So mm. That's it, very Ohio. To that. I know. It really How is. old were you guys when you got married? We were ooh, um, 20, no, 30, 30, 31. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And how long were you guys married for? About two years. Did you both decide you were gay to, to split up? No, or? I, I was the one that t- came out. You and, came and were you already a little something on the side? Oh, yeah. Or were yeah, you? yeah. <laughs> I knew it in college. I just didn't want to admit it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So you and your maid of honor were just like, I don't know. I just feel like hanging out with her a lot. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, uh, I was with my maid of honor before we even got married. We both had this discussion that we need to start dating guys. And 
you know. Oh, really? Yeah. It was like, I love you, but we can't do yes, this. Pretty much. That's heartbreaking. Oh, yeah. that does break my heart. Well, it's all good now. So I mean, it's all good. Out. You guys been together how long now? We have been together 21 years plus or minus two for the marriage. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. That's yeah. amazing yeah. that you count plus or minus. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the over under. Yeah. That's amazing. I, I just, I'm picturing your ex-husband as like Lance Bass in a boy band, like the really safe one that you were like, he's like, he's yes, handsome, he is, he is. but I'm not threatened in any way. Exactly. That's, that's, that's totally him. He's the, he's a great guy. Just a super guy. He, I bet he is. I mean, if you loved him enough to marry yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I do. Yeah. And I still do. I still care about him. Yeah. So. I, that's a beautiful, I love, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. I, I feel like that's a great story at parties too. Oh, it's great. It's so a this great is opening. Bill. He used to be my husband, <laughs> but now this is my wife. She was my maid of honor. And, and that's this is his husband. husband. <laughs> yeah. And, and do you guys have children? We do. We have a uh, nine-year-old and a seven-year-old. Um, oh, that's my kid's age. That's the same as Robin. Nine-year-old boy, seven-year-old girl. And I had the seven-year-old girl. And my wife, Shannon, had the nine-year-old boy. How did you decide who went first? Shannon is a year and a half older than I am. so That's how we decided, first. too. Yep. Wow. Same so donor? Smooth. Yeah, same yeah, donor. Same. Mm-hmm. Anonymous? No, willing to be known. Willing okay. to uh, open, okay. open, open anonymous. Exactly. Through yeah. a bank. Yeah, yeah. Through a bank. Yes. yes, anonymous, but willing to be known, yes. You have a similar situation that my wife and I have. Each of you gave birth to mm-hmm. one of the children. Right. You are both also, in that case, a non-bio mom mm-hmm. on either side. So first of all, I want to know, what do they call you guys? Um, we are Mommy Molly and Mommy Shannon. You are. Oh, we have friends had, who do that. We have one other family that did mm-hmm. that, yeah. Mm-hmm. What's your experience being the non-bio mom? And your wife went first, right? Yeah, she did. So everybody told me that... My son, who Shannon had, looks like me, which was odd, oh. but he sort of did. <laughs> it was like, thank you. That's not possible, but it's it's very thank you. compliment. Doesn't it feel good when they say it that does. about, the, about yeah. the non-bio kid? It is. Yeah, totally. So our dynamics are interesting, I think, because mm. I feel like our son, who Shannon had, every time he's hurt or stressed out or anything, he usually goes more towards Shannon. Mm-hmm. Every time my daughter is sick or, you know, just needs nurturing, she comes to me. Mm. And I feel like I butt heads more with our son and she butts heads more with our daughter. Oh. You butt heads with the one you had or the one you didn't have? The one, the one you did didn't have. have. That's oh. interesting. Yeah. But at the same time, like I'll go home tonight and my son will say, mommy, read with me because yeah. that's our thing. You know, that, that yeah. and sports are our thing, you know, that I, right. often, I often wonder if because they're separate and like you had one and then you had one we're like you know like when you're really looking for something if you had had a traditional family where your wife was your husband and you had these kids and i know that's, you had you given gotta, birth to both and give, you were both biologically yeah, yeah. related you, you wouldn't be searching for these you know how like like when you get a, a you get a volkswagen beetle and then all of a sudden you start to see beetles everywhere on the road but you didn't notice them before that mm-hmm. it's like, an interesting analogy but i know but you, but you know what i'm saying though like you would like <laughs> would you be looking for I would, Say that. Yeah. Yes. Well, the thing is, I feel like it's always this like running current for me. Mm-hmm. The wondering mm-hmm. if my relationship 
with my non-bio child is the way it is because I'm not biologically related. And there is no way to know the answer to that. And we've had conversations in therapy about this. Mm -hmm. And I get annoyed with people when they say to me, oh, well, because she's not yours. People say that sometimes with the best intentions. I know, right? Not meaning... You know, but they're not thinking, and I get so pissed. Mm -hmm. But the truth of the matter is, it is an undercurrent, and I don't want my friends and family to listen to this and be like, oh my God, Jamie, stop worrying about it. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I realize that. Right. But it is like this current that runs through it. Yeah. And I think that's just an interesting dynamic of our Mm -hmm. families. Yeah. I agree. Like, and it is hard because there's certain things that my daughter and I bond with. And, Mm -hmm but there's a lot that my son and I bond with and I have a very close connection to him. Maybe it's because he was our first that I'm not sure. Probably more likely that than anything. Truthfully, birth order has a lot more to do with things than I ever thought until I had two kids. Agreed. And I, and like I had both the kids and I have completely different relationships with both of them. And Maxine's much more like Mary and Henry's exactly like me. And we butt heads because he's like me. And then, you know, the things that, you know, I look at her that are like Mary sometimes with Maxine. It's like, you know, it's like all, it's all this crossways of relationships. It's just always the, there's, the question is always there because it's not scientific. It's not like. I imagine it would be the same if you had one child that was adopted and one child that was natural born, that you would be like wondering the same thing. But it would be doing people a disservice to not acknowledge it. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. And and then how do you explain like Garrett, my son is very engineer mind, very mathematical mm-hmm. where Shannon mm-hmm. wants nothing to do with math. She hates finances. Yeah. She doesn't yeah. want to talk about it. She says, where do I sign? You know, it's that exactly. kind of me. stuff. Yeah. And yeah. then Addie is. More, I, I probably had Shannon. Yeah. Really. <laughs> 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 and Addison's more of a reader. So, and yeah. so she's, you know, she's more of a bookworm and everything. So Mm -hmm. it's interesting to me how did Garrett become so mathematically inclined? Yeah. It's they're all their own little people because they're right from the get go. Always the unknown factor, which is the donor. donor. Yeah. Like he he might be a reader, you know, into math. I forget about the donor a lot. Yeah, I do. My kids bring up the donor a lot. They'll be like, maybe the donor. Yeah. How funny. So once you came out of the divorce, right? Mm -hmm. I guess this is what I'm curious about. Was it just like a really fast transition into your life? You were just like, this feels right. Now we're married. Now we're having kids right away. Or was it like sort of like, did you go into this dating thing? Or you had already been together. So like, what's the feeling of it? Yeah. So I took the fall for the divorce. So when I met with my ex-husband to finalize the divorce, he said, I have something to tell you. And I said, let me guess, you're gay. And he said, yes. (laughs) And he said, I'm dating a guy. And I said, I know this, you know, you identified him somewhat, um, to me before, but so (laughs) you're way more obvious than, you know, (laughs) exactly. So, um, at that point in time, I think that was about six months after we sort of said we're done is when the divorce became final. And he had moved out of state at that point in time when we started the separation process. So Shannon and I sort of moved quickly back to each other we didn't want to do anything really until the divorce was final. But at that point in time. That's so nice of you. Yeah, and we had to tell our parents why we were getting divorced and all that stuff. And uh, so there's lots of you, questions. So you told your parents yeah. the real reason right away. Yeah. I'll never forget that. I mean, you had to come out by like gangbusters. Yeah. It was, hey, I'm getting divorced. And my mom said, is it because of your sexuality? And I was like, oh, uh, uh, 
Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they had known of... They had, your- I think, maybe inclinations of it, but they didn't mm-hmm. really uh, know full go because I was married to a man. Right. So sure. Right. They thought That's a pretty good cover. Happy. Yeah. So, so how did that go? My mom was disappointed and upset. They really liked my ex-husband. So that was a big problem, yeah. too. Well, you're like, he's not dying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but at the same time, they had somebody to blame and Shannon. Yeah. So they blame Shannon for it. Uh. So that's been a little bit um, hard. And, and my mom was upset because she said, you know, why didn't you just openly talk to me about it? You know, we, you could usually tell me anything. I'm well, like, well, that's not really a hard it's a hard topic to, yeah. to bring up. To You're mom. upset. Look in the yeah. mirror. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. This is what I was afraid was going to happen. Exactly. Yeah. So we moved pretty quickly. Um, so I would say probably uh, we we couldn't get married at the time because it wasn't legal. So we mm-hmm. ended up moving in together. And then about a year later, we decided to start having kids. And then. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. So we got married in 2016. And the kids were part of the wedding. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Wow. So it's almost like you picked up where you, yeah. you know, minus two years. Yeah, it really was. And I thought we, I think we both grew up a lot in those two years and realized what sure. we both wanted. So. Right. Yeah. And the whole time you were carrying a flame for her. Yeah. And it was awful for her too. I felt awful. And, uh, you know. Was she, she with someone else? Um, Sort of just on and off dating other people. Yeah. But she, uh, you know, I felt. Did she try to date men? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause she thought mm. that's what her parents wanted to and just never. <sighs> yeah. So, um, but I, this is like so hard. Yeah. This feels like a sliding doors. Like if you hadn't had the courage to do what you did, your life would have gone on with like this husband and this path and you would have just been unhappy mm-hmm. and unfulfilled. And she might've gone someplace else. It's like, and you very well could have done that. Absolutely. It, that, that takes a lot of courage yeah. to, to say, I, I don't want that. Yeah. She always said, I can't believe, I, I never thought I would get the phone call from you saying you were getting divorced. And uh-huh. yeah. Our sponsor for today's episode is a company I have fallen in love with. It's called Beauty by Design. Oh my God, I love Beauty by Design. No, you don't. You yes, don't, I do. You, you don't know what I that swear is. To Stop. God, I do. <laughs> no, you I, don't. I know it's shocking, but I, obviously you have picked up on the fact that I, I don't have much of a skincare regimen. Uh-huh. Like maybe I put some lotion on and a little mascara, but You're it's, basic. Not, it's not my thing, even dying to say that. <laughs> look, and you know how much I hate to shop, but looking yes. through all these options in the skincare aisle, it's like, are you trying? trying to kill me. It's like, no. (laughs) I mean, I get that. I personally don't have time to look through all the products in the store because I have two kids at home. You know, I have two kids too. (laughs) Mine are young. Yeah. But I don't have time to do things for me. No, No, I don't shop for me. What's so great about Beauty by Design, it's Beauty by Design connects you with your online, what do you mean, Jamie, I cannot, you know, I never, I don't know this word. What is it? What is the thingy? Esthetician. Thank you. (laughs) And she or he will diagnose your skin for only 15 bucks and curate the perfect assortment of vegan, cruelty-free, natural products just for you. Yeah. And we're talking about via text message. I know. It's it's amazing. A, it's a dream come true for you. No trip to the store. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is you answer a few questions, you set your price point, which I love because you know they try to gouge you yep. with prices, love but that. they didn't because I told her how much I wanted to spend. And you text your personal skincare assistant a makeup-free selfie, which I'm sure was really easy for you uh, because oh, <laughs> you don't wear it. Jamie. No, it was it was easy for me too. I don't wear makeup either. <laughs> 
No, I, I texted my gal, Hillary. Yeah. She, A, we, I, and I was like just talking about my baggy like bags and my eyes. And she was like, your skin is beautiful. I love a whole text too. chat yeah. about my skin and my goals. I love Chelsea. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Thank you. Me too. Yeah. I listen, yeah. I love my new skincare routine. And it's like, if you've ever felt overwhelmed by the options out there for skincare. And if you've been looking for beauty products that are, you know, healthier or more natural Mm -hmm. and perfectly tailored to your skin, I can't recommend Beauty by Design enough. Mm -hmm. To experience the world's most personalized skincare, go to beautybydesign.com slash OCT and use the promo code OCT. First time customers, listen, get 20% off. 20% I know. That's beautybydesign.com slash OCT and use the promo code OCT to get 20% off. That is a big thank you to Beauty by Design for sponsoring our show. We love you guys. Thank you. I love you. (laughs) Well, you know, one of the things that we did want to talk to you about was, I mean, we've spent a lot of time talking about the finances of making Mm -hmm. your gay family and or your LGBTQ family. And about planning for, I mean, Jamie's openly talked about like partially liquidating her, uh, or her wife's, yeah. not, <laughs> not mine. Not I don't hers. have a retirement uh, pension, mm-hmm. her pension, you know, yeah. to, to make their family. And so I, we wanted to start first off about like, where, where, when, how, when do you like, you're, you're a millennial and you're like, I, I think I want to have kids. Mm-hmm. When do you start planning and how do you like bifurcate planning for the kids and the finances and when to your 401k. Yeah. So when you're making 25 grand in your low paying, you know, entry level job. Absolutely. Well, it's hard, obviously when you're young. I mean, I was lucky enough that we had kids later. We were both 36 when we had the kids, but well, first of all, I would talk to three different people. First being a financial advisor, financial planner. Second, like yourself, should anyone be interested? (laughs) Secondly, a CPA, and make sure that your taxes are doing okay. So the third one would be the attorney that you'd want to talk to, maybe a state planning attorney, somebody that can do wills, medical power of attorneys, items like that. That, er- that early on, you need to be meeting with the lawyer? And here's why. Once this all progresses, and it's just good to have all these people in place and be on your side, have a relationship with them. You know, People aren't going to like get a team. Yeah, exactly. That's what we call it here too. Like just get your team together. And, you know, people aren't going to just be comfortable bringing me money to invest if they don't know me. Right. So you have to develop these relationships with these people ahead of time. And they, so you're happy to take meetings from the 24 year old who comes in and goes, I only have a hundred dollars. Yes. I like you, like there's entry level type people like you. Yes. There's not a lot, but the reason I take people like me is because I was once a person like me, you know, yeah, once mm-hmm. a person like that, where, you know, those people are eventually going to be my big end clients, you know, 40 years down the road. So those financial advisors that don't take the people that have, you know, not a lot of money, then I, I just feel like they're missing the boat. You know, so, yeah. so I try and take people that don't have a lot of money just to get them on a plan, even if they're not yeah, investing mm-hmm. with me, if they're just investing in the 401k or whatever, at least try to get them on the right plan and, and develop, you know, start with a budget. A lot of people don't know what they spend every month on right. food and gas and entertainment and going out and, you know, restaurants. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's where I would start first with people. You have them do apps or spreadsheets? I you help spread- them I'm a through spreadsheet. this. Jamie, you have a spreadsheet for how much you spend each month, don't you, Jamie? <laughs> <laughs> Molly. <laughs> 
<laughs> By the way, afterward, <laughs> her first call is going to be to you after this. No, Molly, I, you no, take out a state. No, clients. I'm not going to lie, Molly. I'm afraid of you because <laughs> I am afraid for you to see the state of. I'm 41, and no, I don't do any of this. Yeah. I have not done any, and I've been an artist my whole life. Yeah. So yeah, no, and I'm still. I'm afraid to go to you because no. See, that's, you're just going to be like, dude, what is wrong with you? That's what's funny is because we have a lot of people say, I'm not coming to talk to you until I win the lottery. And I don't want to see you then. Well, uh, yes, I do. I do want to see you then. But I want to develop a relationship with you before that so that we can get your finances in tune. So, And you make a really good point that I hadn't thought about. Like, I'm not writing a $25,000 check to someone who's a stranger. Exactly. Like, I need to have started off giving you a little bit of money, mm-hmm. and then I feel comfortable giving you more money as I make more money. Right. That's a really, really good point. Yeah. And, you know, you got to develop that relationship with the attorney and the CPA. And it's going to cost you a little bit more. And and it's not necessarily as important with that CPA right away. But when you start, yeah, like, what's the CPA doing for you? Like, that's the person to do your taxes. Yeah, just doing your taxes, making sure that they're get you're getting all the tax benefits you can. You know, should I invest in an IRA and do I get a tax break on that? That kind of stuff. I'm supposed to invest in an IRA, Molly. <laughs> I was supposed to do that. I think four years ago. Yeah. How's that going, Jane? It hasn't happened. Yeah. <laughs> Because something always comes up and I'm always, listen, I got, I know I have to start with the budget. You're right. I have to fix, we got to fix it. I got to fix the budget. I got to get it figured out. It's because even if you put a hundred bucks a year into that IRA, then next year you'd be like, I could do about 50. You have to buy the IRA first. Like you have to, we just have to open it. You don't have to buy it. Right. Right. Molly. Open it. Yep. Yeah. Right. You do that online. I I did open one, I think, but I never put any money in it. (laughs) And, and by the way, this is like the how to and the how to not episode. <laughs> I'm just being real yeah, here because be. there's probably listeners out there who probably are not as old as me, who are as, as clueless as I am. But, you know, and Jamie, your story is not unique. I mean, we hear this all the time. Of people it's nice to I hear. Molly. I would have started when I was 27. Well, guess what? You didn't. So let's start now. Yeah. You know, there's always right. a good it, it reminds I feel like me. it's too, I honestly feel like it's too but, late. That's the problem. No. It's and, not okay. And you know, some of our best clients are the ones that just contribute like a hundred dollars a month and they just, mm-hmm. you know, they don't miss it. You know, a lot of yeah. people yeah. say, oh, I'm going to get a tax return this year. I'll bring it into you. No, then suddenly they're like, I'm going to go on a vacation to Italy. Exactly. Yeah. So it's those people that just invest a, a small, even a small amount each month. And, yeah. and that builds I'm up. A, I'm a big fan of the incremental increases. Mm-hmm. Like, so when I started this job, we were in a transition and I took a salary cut and it, it hit it hit mm-hmm. hard. And so I had been putting like, I want to say like 14% or something like that into my 401k mm-hmm. and I just couldn't do it. So I started at the, the maximum, like the 6% was like the maximum they matched. Yeah. And then every, if I get a cost of living increase, if I get 3%, I go up one to 2%. Mm-hmm. So that it's like, I got a bonus and I do it right before I get that first check. Cause otherwise I know the increase. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, Oh, I got a hundred dollars more this way. I never know what the increase would have been. I just know I get a little more money. Right. Right. I mean, so luckily uh, my wife does this stuff Mm -hmm. and has like the financial planner at work who helps her with her investing of her funds and her salary and things, which I know nothing about. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, okay. But like, I'm afraid to do it because, and I know we're not even talking about family planning yet, which is what the point of this episode is, but I'm afraid to to go into this because my income fluctuates so much. Yep. It's never the same right. month to month, right. literally, because I have so many jobs. Right. And sometimes I work 
a lot. And sometimes it's just my survival job that's making me the money, you know? So there's no, I have no consistency with income. So it's, I find it really, it's daunting to me to figure out how to do this. I understand. I mean, that that's true in my case too. I, you know, I became a financial planner just a few years ago and I went from an all salary job to a commission job. And I'm like, how am I going to figure out this budget? You know, it just takes time of writing stuff down of what you're spending and you'll be Mm. able to see better And it's like, you know, when you go on a diet and you don't write anything down that you're eating during the day, but then you start writing. You don't remember a lot of it. And you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that those 200 calories that I ate didn't even realize. Off my kid's plate when I was taking it into the trash. (laughs) (laughs) You mean those chicken nuggets count? (laughs) All I eat is the leftovers from my kid's plate. So does that count? Because I feel like that's, that's, that is my diet. (laughs) So, so, okay. So you have your team in place, but like, how do you, what's your balance? I mean, I guess, again, this is going to be just like everything we're talking about is going to be individual to the person, but Mm -hmm. how do you, when you're young or even like 30 or whatever, how do you, separate like yeah do you do less to your 401k so that you can prepare for the making your gay baby or what do you do so after you get that budget together you're going to know where you know what you can save and what you can't save so if you put money in the 401k obviously you want to put enough in so that the company if the company matches because if if you don't do that you're leaving money on the table you know it's free money essentially if you can do that that's that's ideal and then on the side, you can start what's a non-qualified account, so non-IRA account. Okay, and this is how's that different from a savings account? It's 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 would be invested in the market. So okay, you know, so it's like a, get a better mutual return. fund. It's a mutual fund, yeah, of some sort. Okay, okay? so your return is going to be a little bit better, and you can get as risky as you want on the, on these accounts. So my recommendation would be just to put it into some kind of non-qualified account. That way, you're not getting it in a 401k or an IRA because IRAs and 401ks, you cannot pull out until you're 59 right. and a half. Without That's why I haven't done it yet. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so this is a potential for the savings, uh-huh. you know, a place to put a savings. How much money do you need to get a non-qualified account? It depends like on much do you have who to you're put with, in? who you're going with. So uh-huh. like you could do a money market fund at the bank Mm. to start with. And it's paying more than your savings account and then start building up some money, you know, 50 bucks a month, a hundred bucks a month. And maybe when you get to a thousand, then you can go talk to your financial advisor. Yeah. Or, and and the financial planners that you work with are going to have minimums and they'll be able to tell you what you can and can't do. Right. So I would, so you go, you say, I want to open up a money market account. How much money do I need to to start this? And then it is, it's accumulating money. Exactly. And then you can take that 50 bucks that you were putting into your bank account and you could say, I'll give it to the financial planner every month after you'll give them the thousand and then the 50 goes in there as opposed to going in something that's hopefully going to get a higher return. But you can't, and and you can take money out of that. Yep, You can take money. It's very liquid. It's a non-qualified liquid account. That's what you want. And it, you can pull it out at any time. And the only taxes you'd pay on that is the gain. So if it mm. went from one, so profit. Yeah. If it went from $100 to $200 and you pulled it all out, you're going to tax on $100. But you only pay those taxes if you take the money out. If it's in there, you're letting it ride. You don't pay the yeah, taxes, you're gonna right? Yeah, you're going to get a 1099 div on mutual funds um, if there's some dividends. This is all with the lingo, a 1099 div, yeah. Jamie. Did you get one of those? <laughs> I know 1099s well. <laughs> the div threw me. I'll acknowledge yeah. that. Dividend. Dividend. So if there's dividends being paid on those accounts, then you'll get a 1099 div. Okay. So. So it all starts with the budget. Yeah. It all starts with like 
talking to someone and saying like, okay, this is what I can do. Right. And we know we need to save up for sperm. Exactly. Or or, or like surrogate. Like, yeah, like where someone's got to get a hundred. Egg donor. Yeah. You need a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. And and that's the other thing. Do you recommend borrowing against your 401k for a surrogacy? Yes. In certain certain circumstances, that's an option. Again, everybody's Mm -hmm. different. So I can't speak, you know, but that is an option. That's absolutely an option. We we should make sure to say that Mm -hmm. Molly's not giving financial advice to any particular person. She's just educating. And so nobody should. This is generic information. Don't sue Molly. Don't sue us. Exactly. (laughs) Generic. Yeah. I mean, we took money against Anne's retirement because we just had no other options. Right. Absolutely. And, you, and know. you know, Shannon and I were lucky because I had a job where they gave me stock so I could sell mm-hmm. the stock wow. and, and that helped buy our babies, really. That's amazing. Yeah. So it mm-hmm. varies um, circumstance mm-hmm. to circumstance. Now, this is sort of a personal question, but like mm-hmm. my financial people are very like cold and calculating. They're like, you should sell your house now because it's like, you're going to hit certain taxes and you're going to, and I'm like, dude, I'm like, this is our family home. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm not, he's, he's like, you're in profit. And I'm like, just like, what is, he? so it's like, like he never looks at the real life circumstance mm-hmm. Like, so would you ever say to somebody like, hey, I know you want to do surrogacy, but it's going to hit your retirement. Maybe you think about adoption. It's a cheaper expense. Or are you just like, tell me what you want to do and I'll help you get there? Yeah, I think that's more, it's tell me what you want to do and we'll try our best to help you get there. It's Mm -hmm. just depending on the situation. You know, you have people walk in here with nothing and and they want, you know, they need $200,000. Well, I can't just pull money from the air. Why but, not, Molly? Yeah, I know. Not that good. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's all a matter of, again, going back to budgeting. How much are you going to need? And that sort of goes into the, you know, go and figure out from a medical standpoint, how much is insurance going to pay for? How right. much are mm-hmm. you going to need? How much is this stuff run? And that's what Shannon and I did. And, of course, I made a spreadsheet about it. That's, that's <laughs> right. That's but, right. Yeah. But, um, you know, that's the kind of thing you need to know how much, what's the end game here? How much am I going to actually need at the end? And then let's budget for it and see if we can get there. We went to some support groups and like after I had a miscarriage and when we were, you know, trying to figure out what we're going to do, we just thought, you know, I don't know, let's go to a group or something. And there was, I was so amazed at how many people were talking about the wild expense of sperm because it was like a a woman's, it was like Mm a, so you want to make a baby using science and you're two ladies. It was like that specific Mm -hmm. of a group. And they were just like, oh, just like talking about that. And I, and all I thought about, and I've thought about this since is like, how are you going to afford the baby if you can't buy the sperm? I mean, daycare alone is going to kill you. Oh yeah, exactly. And that's the things you you need to think about going forward that people don't. And it's amazing how many heterosexual friends, and this was back before, you know, marriage was legal, but they're like, oh, Shannon and I worked at the same company at one point in time. Because we weren't married, we could not be on the same insurance plan. Right. So as most people, but they're like, oh, I, I didn't think about it that you guys can't get married. So you have two different deductibles. We yeah. each were paying yeah. single deductibles. Yep, you know, right. because we couldn't get married. So, yeah. you know, it's those kind of things that people don't think about in, in just, you know, their heterosexual world. <laughs> All of it is like, just like our families, you have to be intentional with your finances. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Or it's and, helpful to be. Absolutely. And, and you know, Shannon and I just went through that because I just had switched to a different company and it, we were trying to debate, I'm not allowed to be on her insurance anymore. So you're thinking, okay, which is better? And if, I put a spreadsheet together. And that's like a theme. Yeah, <laughs> theme here. You know, you have to go through, she she is charged a spousal surcharge on my insurance. 
Um, sure. you know, but they gave her more in HSA, but my deductible, my family deductible is smaller. So we weighed all of these options and, you know, had to come with up to that decision. So it's not yeah. just, you know, when you're having babies, it's after you have babies, you got to think about this stuff and be, you know, very cognizant of it. Yeah. I mean, it's also, you know, before you start all this, you have to, you, you got to figure out your budget. You have to figure out how much money you might need to mm-hmm. do it the way you want to do it. And then you need a contingency for if it doesn't work out. Because in my case, it didn't work out the way we wanted. So then that's when we got into the crazy debt. Because, exactly. Right. So, and obviously we didn't plan for it. Right. You know, so it, there's a lot of things that we need to be mindful of. Yeah. I mean, I'm sad to hear that there's no surefire, like, so you're an LGBTQ, do these five things. And it's just literally planning. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to plan, like you said, um, because you don't know how many times it's going to take. You don't know what's going to happen. Yep. You don't know if there's going to be a, a baby that's special needs. You know, you, right. you just don't know any of this. But you can, but you can get on the internet and you can say, I'm doing IVF. What is, I, you know, like I, I was doing a proposal for our podcast for a pitch and I looked up like, what's the average cost of IVF? And that's going to affect, it's certainly that's going to be like the mean or the median or whatever mm-hmm. number, but at least it gives me a ballpark of what I think I'm going to need. And if it's less, you're lucky and you have money to invest. Absolutely. If it's more, it's a stretch. Exactly. Like. Exactly. Yeah. But you won't be like Ann and I in the doctor's <laughs> office after we had already started the process of IVF. And they were like, oh, by the way, this is not covered by your insurance like IUI was. Yeah. But we were already do like we were done. And we were, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. So this is going to cost you about $13,000. Yeah. You can, you can pay it in installment, you know, and we were like, can we put it on a credit card? Mm, no, it was. Uh, yeah. Don't be like us. Exactly. Don't be like us. Although it worked out. I'm it worked out. But. I'm wondering and if this doesn't, ex- if you know if this exists and if it doesn't, by all means, you should take this idea and run with it because you seem like a spreadsheet gal. <laughs> Jamie and I have enough on our plates already, but I'm wondering <laughs> if there's like an LGBTQ family planning website where you type in the way you want to make your baby, like like one of those like little slider things, you know, like how much money you make, your age, when you think you want to have your babies. And then it could tell you like how much you think you might Are need. you a man? That's yeah. Really- Do you want to adopt? Are you open to adopt? Adopting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or like, or you're like, maybe you should consider foster. Yeah. Like, it's like, That's like, broke. I wonder if that exists because that would be such a great tool. I'm going to have to look that up. If somebody makes make it, it, I mean, somebody um, make that. Yeah. Uh, Robin and also our show came up with it. So I just <laughs> absolutely Robin and also our show. <laughs> it would be nice to have more help because we're, we're flying blind here. That's why we have this podcast. So yep. are there other things that are specific to the LGBTQ community that you, from a, you know, financial advisor or legal perspective you would suggest? Well, since the marriage became legal, it's a lot of it's sort of similar now than it used to be. So it's easier, I guess. But I would say a few things just to point out with, you know, before you get married, you usually put as your beneficiary for your 401ks and your IRAs, somebody like a sibling or Mm -hmm. parents or something like that. So after you get married, don't forget to change your beneficiaries. Oh, that's a really Mm. good. Yeah. Because- if you don't change your beneficiary, like say I had my brother listed and I got married right. and Shannon didn't sign off on that, that my brother should be beneficiary, then yeah. it would be null and void. So it, it gets- oh, shit. So then it goes into probate? I believe, I'm, I'm not sure about that just because I'm not an attorney. It goes somewhere bad. <laughs> yes. But it-, it, it, it goes it, somewhere it, like you don't get the money immediately. Yeah. Because usually when you're married, 401ks and IRAs go to the spouse. 
Directly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Automatically. And then life insurance. If people have life insurance, it's very important to update beneficiaries on that as well. With your kids too, as secondary. So I just recently did that, put my kids on as secondaries. Cause they were like, what if you're, God forbid, you're in a car accident with your partner and you both passed away. You need to make sure it doesn't, cause then if you're not married or whatever, it could go to separate families. Right. Members. And, And when we talked about, you know, our team attorneys and setting up trusts, um, because our, I mean, your, your kids are young too. All your kids are young, but you know, if something was to happen to Shannon and I, if we didn't have a trust set up, then it would go to the courts and the people in our wills would have to go and say, Hey, I need $10 for Garrett, you know, my son's shoes. Wait, oh. why, why doesn't, if you have a will and it says like, oh, it's going to this person, why doesn't it? The kids are underage, right? So they become right. guardians, yeah. but they still have to go and ask for the money. If it's set up in a oh. trust, the money goes into that trust and the trustee can take the money when they need it. Oh God. Okay. Oh. So it's like, if, so this trust is set up, like if they're over a certain age, the trust yeah. goes to them. Yeah. But if they're, if they're not above a certain age, then the guardian has access to yeah. the trust. And you can set it up a lot of different ways. God, Again, I'm, do that. I'm, not, done that. I'm not an attorney. So you're going to want to verify this, all of this with, with your attorney or your estate planning attorney, but trusts are a good thing, especially when it comes to LGBT and, and that, that type of situation. I imagine that helps with also like, just because we talk a lot about the legal side of things and how sometimes in certain states without marriage or marriage can be, they can overlook and all that stuff. I imagine that's just another solid thing that would help force the judge to follow your wishes. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, in Ohio, I don't know if it's like this in all states, but um, before marriage was legal, Shannon and I had to get uh, custody agreements for each of the kids because we had separate children. So if something was to happen to us, not not necessarily uh, like um, dying, but if yeah. our relationship went sideways, uh-huh. yep. how, you know, how much visitation could I get for my son and how much could she get for the, our daughter? Yeah. You so had to set once that we up. got married, it sort of went by the wayside, those custody agreements, sure. and now it's adoption. Well, Yeah. Did you do second parent adoption? We have not yet. We're in, we need to do it. Neither Molly, have I, Molly. I know, right? I'm, I'm talking. But this I'm, is a good game. But so unlike you, I'm Molly. Working, listen, Molly, I'm working on it. We have a great lawyer. Jamie, I think a lot of our listeners are going to remember that you were working on it in season two. <laughs> and the last and the, in the last check-in on your second parent adoption was the paperwork was on your desk. The paperwork mm-hmm. is done. You did it? The paperwork is done. Okay, all right. Anyway, well, so we have to like- class has held us up, so I feel your pain. We, we just need to get it. There's done. a CPR class? Yeah, we have what? to take a CPR class. <laughs> I wonder if that, is that Ohio? I don't know. That's, you didn't have to do that in New York. I don't, I don't know, know. If it's specific to Ohio or not, but that's what I was told, so. That would have held me up, I have to be Finding honest. Finding my- addresses held me up. It was yeah. so hard. Years of addresses is not easy. It's it, it was hard. I had moved 19 years. Yeah. 19 times. Yeah. Jeez. I have so many ad- I made up apartment numbers. Yeah. I don't remember. Well, that's what you do by the way, Molly. That's what you do in New York City. It's like you you just constantly walk down the street and go, "I wonder if this apartment's available." And then as soon as you see something that's just a little bit better, you move. Or at least that's what I did. Yeah. Or any any other like random tidbits for the LGBTQs and family planning or any other like words of wisdom? Get your team, surround yourself with your team. I mean, that's the biggest thing. 
And that's like the same thing we say about parenting too, yeah. mm-hmm. especially LGBTQ. Yeah, parenting. that's true. Get your team. You need a team. It takes a village. Exactly. And, that is true. And that we true. create our own teams as yeah. gay people. Mm-hmm. And and like I kept thinking of like the echoes of like how intentional we have to be with our families. It's like you have to carry that intentionality over into our finances too, Absolutely. because it's you know I mean whenever you can. Oh, Jamie's shaking her head. I'm cringing. I'm cringing. <laughs> you could do it. Oh, it's just too you late. Do I it. a hopeless cause. Well, I mean, thank you so much for, I mean, you really gave us a lot of information yeah. and I think, I think it's be really helpful to everyone. I, I mean, I have to listen to it like five times to process the monetary words you right. used. Like, <laughs> you got this. I already. You know 1099 div, so. Yeah. I mean, I figured that one out. I know 1099s. I'm an artist. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, well, I'm, clearly, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna use my calendar app and set up a meeting with you two to discuss Jamie's finances, and I'll just I'll just set you, you up guys on Jamie's just calendar. Do it for me. Yeah, just no, do it for no. me, and then I would be, and then I will there sign. That whole thing wife. about teach a man to fish and all that business. I'm not. I, I don't. It's fine. Absolutely. I, <laughs> well, thank you so much, right. Molly. Thanks for bearing no, with thank us. Thank you for having yeah. me. I had a great time. Thanks, guys. Jamie, did you learn a lot? I'm, I'm, my, I'm, I. <laughs> no, <laughs> I that means you don't formulate. learn anything. I can't even formulate thoughts because I like money and budget and, you know, it's. But it I was, got, so, it's solid a lot of advice. Like, it you know. is. No, she's, I need to go see a financial advice. I mean, I need to go, I need to go talk to Molly in person. That's I what loved I also that like that Molly had her own little LGBTQ love story in there with her maid I of honor. Know. Matron of honor? The lady standing next to you. Maid of honor. Maid? Matron is what, when they're married? I have no idea. I don't know. Whatever. The lady next to her. She I mean, really next to her. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> like too next to her. <laughs> feel like a little too close. <laughs> if you loved Molly the way we did and you yes. were like, hey, I think that lady can help me save some dough, just reach out to us at ovariestalk at gmail.com. We can send you Molly's information so yeah. that you can get some financial advice. Mm-hmm. And now Ooh. it's time for... <gasps> The Late Tiff and Carissa jingle. show. I always think of the Muppet show when I introduce. Oh yeah, <laughs> the Tiff and Carissa show. Play that jingle. Tiff and Carissa are having a baby. Hi, Tiffany here. <laughs> Recording this one without Carissa because I don't think I can keep a straight face if she's here. So. Um, <sighs> We, because of where we live, sometimes our packages don't go, um, don't make it to us in a timely fashion. So because we ordered the donor samples uh, to come to us so that we could um, do an insemination at home, because, you know, insurance being what it is, things are much more expensive uh, when you're trying to involve any of the people who uh, I personally feel like know what they're doing when it comes to making babies as somebody who has never made one before. (laughs) Um, But that said, I had to have it delivered to work and I thought that I could be like super like, you know, incognito about it and be like all on the low low and be like, oh no, I'm just getting this really discreet box from the front desk and don't worry about it. The box was the heaviest thing in the world probably because there's a nitrogen tank in it. And also uh, the people at the front desk, it was like they all were very curiously like looking at this heavy box, like what the 
heck? So I run down to grab it and literally they're like, what's in the box? What's in the box? It was like so awkward and ridiculous. And I was like, oh, long story. Anyway, I've got this appointment to go to. I, I got a meeting. Sorry, got to run. Like, and I'm running out the door. I try and take the back stair instead of the like uh, front stairs in the elevator because I don't want to run into any of my colleagues as I fumble down the stairs with this heavy ass box filled with sperm. <laughs> And I like am fumbling it out to my car. I run into one of my colleagues and I'm trying to hide behind this like pillar thing so that she like walks by and doesn't see me with this giant, very brightly colored, heavy box. So I finally get the box to the car um, and I immediately drive it home on my lunch break. <laughs> Can't you just see her running around with oh that box God. and trying to hide behind poles and oh, shit to like, geez. like what they're like. It reminded me of if these, um, if these walls could talk to with the Ellen driving home with the sperm in the seat. Yeah. It reminded oh, me of that. Oh my God. It's so it's sperm. Like I remember being on the bus talking to my, <laughs> my fertility nurse. Like she A was asking sperm. me all these questions about yeah. the sperm and, the, and I'm on the crowded bus. I was like, I'm on a bus. So I have to talk kind of quietly. Just ship the sperm <laughs> to the doctor's office. The sperm should have gotten there by now. Like, <laughs> oh, I love these two for just letting us in on their journey. I, I really, really did. Yeah, oh. thanks, lady. I can't. Pretty soon, I think we're going to start to hear news about because they're trying. I know. I, I mean, I'm like literally biting my nails over. Fingers crossed. I know. Fingers oh, crossed. Ladies, we are sending. Sending, we're sending good mojo your from way. our ovaries to yours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen, if you want to. I don't know, say hello to us. You can email us at ovarystalk at gmail.com. We are getting a lot of wonderful emails. Yeah, from thank you. Listeners. We love thank them. You. Yeah. Um, but you can also get us on Twitter at ovaries talk and you can get us on Instagram at ovaries underscore talk. So and the Facebook. And the Facebook if there's ovaries. Ovary. So and thank you to our sponsor today, Beauty by Design. Love that Beauty by Design. Don't forget to use the promo code for O-C-T your purchases. For your purchases. O-C-T. But listen. Thank you. Save some money. <laughs> but before we see you next week, save, save a dollar. I mean, that goes for everyone. Save a dollar. I mean, you should. Save a dollar. But give it to people in need, too. I don't know. No, just save it. <laughs> Eggs. <laughs> ovaries. Out of money. ovaries, could talk, they would say. Eggs, ovaries, out.